Anderson. How are you, buddy? G'day, man. How are you, Jeff? I'm well. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well uh, also, buddy. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Oh, mate, it's my pleasure. It's it's always fun to do in quarantine. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks how, for having how... me. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome, man. <laughs> it, it, it does look like uh, from this angle, it looks like you're in the bathroom right now. That looks like a shower <laughs> curtain behind you. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> I'm taking a dump. <laughs> oh, you! If that's true, awesome! I'm so excited, and what a what an era we live in, where you can do a, a full on video interview while taking a shit. <laughs> if anyone yeah. says nothing good has come out of this time, they're wrong. That's the one good thing is absolutely take a quick shit while you have a have a, a little interview here. Have a, have a yawn and a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I'll, uh, we'll continue here because, uh, you're going to get more and more relaxed as this goes on, as that mm. comes out of you. So this will be great. <laughs> Where are you right now? I mean, other than the bathroom, but are you, uh, <laughs> what, what city are you in? Toronto. Yeah. I reside in Toronto now. Okay. But um, where, where are you originally from? Cause that's not a, a Toronto accent you've got. Mm -hmm. there. I'm uh, from Sydney, Australia. And have been uh, residing in Toronto for about four years now. Uh, and, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a bit cold at the moment. But uh, other than that, I don't mind the city. It's, it's, quite, uh, it's quite a fun place to live. And Ooh. up until four years ago, were you still living in uh, Australia? Yeah, we'd, uh, we'd come to Canada at some point three times in one year. So the uh, frequent flyer points were adding up and oh man that flight's just killer and the jet lag that you suffer after it's killer so like it was just time to do something about it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i i um i've never been to australia it's one of my uh, dream kind of places to go but what was it like uh, growing up there ah uh, pretty good actually yeah a lot different to what it is now um but yeah, I mean, there's, you know, less pedos hanging around when I was a kid. So, <laughs> um, well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, no, it's pretty relaxed, man. I, I got a bit of both worlds. I grew up in the country and then grew, uh, grew up uh, also in the coastal town of Terrigal, which is just north of Sydney. So, yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's awesome. And what were you, uh, what, you know, obviously you're a, a rock star now, but what were you like as a kid? A pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I was just full of beans and yeah, I wasn't a kid to really sit inside. So. Full of beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just... <laughs> That's why you spend so much time in the bathroom. It's, it's all those fucking beans, man. Yeah, man. It's full of beans. <laughs> what uh, does that mean? I've never even heard that term before. Full of beans. Ah, uh, just full of life. I think yeah, it must be an Australian thing. <laughs> oh, so you're so like parents and your like your parents and teachers and stuff would describe you as a kid who's full of beans. Yeah, pretty well. My parents awesome. were teachers as well, right? So. Oh, wow. They always sided with the teachers, and my report card was always, Leon's disruptive, Leon's too noisy, Leon doesn't put his hand up to ask a question, all that bullshit. 
Leon keeps telling everyone he's in the bathroom. And if they have any questions, they can come in and talk to him. <laughs> Must be all those beans. He's full of the beans. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Were you a, uh, were you a, a, a troublemaker then? Or were you, were you pretty well tamed knowing that your parents were teachers? Oh, a bit of both. Yeah. Bit of both. Yeah. No, I was disruptive more than troublemaker, but I used to hang out with troublemakers. Yeah. But What's yeah. the, what was the worst thing you got in trouble for as a kid? Oh, I don't know. Probably being mean to my sister. <laughs> older or younger? She was older, but she was a bitch, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love her dearly. What's um, the term for that? If you're full of beans, what is she? What, what, what What's oh, her bean count? <laughs> <laughs> what's her bean count? <laughs> she was kind of similar. Um, she, she was pretty hyperactive as well, so. Yeah, no, nah, what did, what else? I don't know. We used to put all sorts of shit in the microwave. That was that was <laughs> <laughs> that was never a uh, a good ending, you know. So what yeah. what kind of stuff? Like g- give me an example of something you put in the oh. microwave shouldn't have been in there. Oh like jeez. Oh, I, I think one time we put like a whole loaf of bread in there and just turned it on <laughs> for like 15 minutes. Oh shit. <laughs> I think that was when we broke the microwave and, and almost had a fire. So Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Um we used to we used to make you know those like poppers the pop the streamers out? Yeah. We used to sort of get those and my friend was pretty crafty at making a, a sort of a sort of uh sort of gun out of them, if you will. And you could just pull the string in and it'd fire something out and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, yeah. We used to, I don't know, you know, have cones and stuff. (laughs) Cones? Cones, way before marijuana was legal. Uh, Still isn't in Australia. So that was always fun. What's a cone? Like smoking a cone. (laughs) Like like an ice cream cone? (laughs) What kind of cone? Don't you you call it a cone that sits in the bong? Like a, a, oh, a bong, a bong? Yeah. Is a bong a cone or a cone yeah. a bong? Smoking a cone is just smoking a bong. <laughs> Man, Australia sounds way cooler than this. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up with not nearly as much colorful language to describe things. Yeah. But yeah, it well. sounds like a great place. <laughs> yeah. When, when did, uh, when did you start getting into music? Do you remember when? you, you kind of first heard a song that sort of hit you in a certain way? Yeah. Like, I mean, my dad, I said there were teachers, he was a music teacher. So literally I was around music um, since I was born and my mum used to take me up to the school. One of my first memories is crawling around the dad's music classroom. So um, I, was, I was hitting drums at, two or three i think there's photos of that and and that's probably how i got my beans out you know yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. to get those beans out, out somehow <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah i was crawling around the uh classroom and uh, i think the first time music well first of all yeah dad was into like stage bands and big bands and jazz bands and stuff like that so that was kind of my first introduction to to live music and then Obviously, uh, a band called Silverchair came along in the uh, early 90s 
And um, that was kind of Australia's answer to Nirvana kind of thing. And uh, they were kind of grungy and angsty and all that shit. So that was my first taste of like, fuck, this is cool. Um, this is what I want to do because I went to a uh, private school because my parents used to work there. We couldn't afford it. I just got a discount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and I used to always get told to tuck my shirt in and pull my socks up and straighten your tie and all that sort of stuff. And as soon as I saw this sort of grunge movement, I was like, fucking right. Like, I, I, yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't believe that that's how I was living. <laughs> Put your blazer on. You have to go to school in like a fucking, an extra coat, you know? <laughs> And yeah. if you don't, if you don't walk through the gates in that extra coat, everything there's a major earthquake, and um, yeah, you you know, yeah, you, you're disrespectful to Christ, our Savior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how he hates people that aren't wearing those extra coats, you know. <laughs> exactly. That Sound we do have in ridiculous. common. When I was a kid, I also had to wear an extra coat to school, but for a much different reasons, just because it was freezing here. Yeah. <laughs> had nothing to do with christ it was survival <laughs> well i think that um in the summer months in australia which is kind of all year round um <laughs> but uh i think you didn't have to wear your extra coat through the school gates those those particular terms but when winter came it was all about pleasing christ Absolutely. and wearing those extra coats <laughs> jesus takes the summer off though <laughs> Like yeah. the teachers, Jesus is on the teacher's schedule. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what is a winter like in Australia? Like what's, what's a typical winter day? Um, well, you could get really beautiful winter days, but probably the worst would be the fact that we're kind of down the tropics and all that and the cyclone weather and the big southerly storms that come through that are quite vicious really. So it's good for the surfers. It brings a lot of swell and waves, but um, the temperatures aren't terribly cold. I mean, you need a jumper or a sweater, whatever you guys call them. And, uh, and that's about it. But yeah, you know, major winds will knock down power poles and all that sort of shit. So we don't get that terrible sort of sludgy snow, but um, there are other things that sort of, you know, piss us off. <laughs> <laughs> that's great it's just more of a piss off than any than any real like bad weather you're not cold you're just angry yeah pretty well oh that's that's awesome man what were you a uh were you a surfer or are you a surfer yeah i was i yeah. mean i went for a surf last time i was at home and almost freaking died because <laughs> it's so much sort of upper body work but um no, I like, I like, I love surfing. It's just, you kind of have to keep up on it. Otherwise you'll drown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the bad side of surfing. It's yeah. kind of the downside. Yeah. That's why I've never gone that. And I can barely stand when I'm not on water, let alone trying to get up on one of those fucking things. Yeah. Oh, it's, it gets, it, it, it's just like clockwork really when you learn it, but. Yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't go out in big surf now. It'd be, it'd be, a, it'd be a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, when, when were you or how old were you when you uh, started kind of getting into music or even like formed your first band? First band was probably 14, 13, 14. We were called No Exit. And my, nice. mo- my mother, God bless her cotton socks, she was like, oh, great name. You'll get lots of free advertising like in car parks, <laughs> in parking lots, No Exit. <laughs> I'm like, mum, they're not going to relate a no exit sign to my <laughs> shitty high school band. <laughs> what yeah. an optimistic mom, though. <laughs> oh, what a- <laughs> advertising. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, can you yeah. imagine just someone, someone coming, trying to get in, <laughs> trying to get out of a out of a parking garage and looking up like, I love that band. They're everywhere. <laughs> I, yeah, I see them right. everywhere I can't go. This is <laughs> this band is every is amazing. So good. Oh shit. Yeah. So what, what kind of uh, music did No Exit play? <laughs> um that's so funny. What a trip down memory lane. Well, I think we kind of just you know, we wanted to be a, a guess a cross between uh Silverchair and maybe Stone Temple Pilots, so, something somewhere around those lines, but we pulled none of it off. <laughs> there was plenty of exits for all of us. Yeah, <laughs> for new opportunity. Yeah. Oh, it, so did you? Were you the lead singer? No, I was the drummer. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I played drums forever until the reason I got into singing and guitaring was because. When you're a drummer, it's very hard for the rest of the band to take you seriously. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I was so, a when I played hockey, I was a goalie, <laughs> and I feel goalies and drummers have a lot in common in that sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they are uh, they, they're the engine room, right? But um, yeah. I have been watching a bit of hockey, and I notice if anyone goes near the goalies, they get their heads smacked in. Yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. If yeah, as long as the defense is good. Sometimes you get a defenseman who maybe him and the goalie got in an argument the night before and he's like turned a blind eye. Go ahead, give him a fucking slash. I don't give a shit. Should have picked up the bill last night. <laughs> um, did you guys play uh like did you guys play actual shows? Did you ever do live shows? Yeah, we did. Yep. Um we used to play like uh shitty little casino pubs i remember like our parents would have to come with us and one time we got real popular amongst all our peers because our bass player's dad actually brought back from the uk a a a legitimate double decker red bus right so oh this thing was epic so we would pack like i don't know 60 kids onto this freaking red double-decker bus and uh, just burn it down the highway and, you know, the biggest fucking renter crowd you've ever seen. But, man, some of the shit that went on upstairs in that bus, <laughs> it's uh, it was crazy. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Communities were lost. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, probably a lot of people, lost their virginity in the top of a fucking double decker bus while no exit is playing that's why there's that's why you lose your virginity there's no exit <laughs> there's no exit you, you either rainy. get fucked or you don't go anywhere i mean what's it gonna be 
<laughs> oh, it was sick, man. Like some of those oh. days, if you spoke to anybody that was on on one of those bus trips, and you know they they would say what a great time it was. And the funniest part was our parents downstairs would just get fucking lick it up, man. <laughs> one, one time, the guitarist dad. He like just full face planted the ground because he was he was just hammered. <laughs> Why not? Oh, that's you know, so awesome! Designated you, driver, it's perfect. Did everyone just bring their own stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, there you go. Going back to saying growing up in Australia, I mean, these days you just probably couldn't get away with something like that, but. No, you know, back then I sound old now, but back then, yeah, it was a little different, wasn't it? You could pack sixty kids onto a bus full of piss, and half of them come off non-virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's a that's a weekend right there. That's a Saturday. <laughs> that's a weekend. Oh. Uh. So how long were these trips? Like, would you, you, cause you said you're on the highway. So where, where are you going? And then where, when do you come back? So, um, well, yeah, we would, we would go from the central coast to Sydney and, and potentially play a gig wherever it was. And, um, you know, yeah, that's a, that's an hour and a bit drive for sure. Rattling down the highway in a fucking, UK double-decker red bus. <laughs> wow. So you guys pile into the bus, drive to the gig, do a gig, yeah. and then everybody piles on and back? Oh, man. And you're like teenagers at this yeah, point? Yeah, we were probably like 16, I reckon. But the age, so group, awesome. the age bracket probably varied, man. It was 16 to the parents who were like 50. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. They used to, the parents would be down the bottom up the front because I feel they probably thought they were pedos if they went any further back right. in the bus. And right. But that was their section and they just got fucking hammered. It was good. That is so fucking awesome, man. That is so We should so do awesome. that again, eh? Fuck, that'd be sick. Dude, that's, that is such a great idea. I don't know how that becomes legal or if there's like a way to get like an alcohol license or something and yeah. just keep the driver. Like, I don't know how you make that legal, but that is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. <laughs> like I said, man, you know, like, I mean, imagine you had kids now and, and they were all fucking wasted on this bus with heaps of piss driving yeah. down, driving down the highway. They just, nah, no, it wouldn't go, it wouldn't go down these days, especially all of them full of beans probably as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man! Piss and beans and alcohol. Oh, it's like, sex. It was, yeah, it was like uh, a scene from fucking Greece or something. Just everyone <laughs> sucking face. Just <laughs> it oh, was awesome. That uh, is so cool, man. Do you do the the guys that were in that band? Do any of them still uh, do music? Oh yeah, yeah, all of them. Um, so the the uh, guitarist singer Alex, he plays. Um, for a number of musicians uh, that tour all around the world. Um, and Tim was in a band called the Griswolds, which uh, I don't know whether they're together anymore, but they were doing lots of stuff through the States and everything. Uh, Mike, the bass player, I don't think he went on to do much with music, but, um, yeah, I don't know what he's fucking doing, to be honest. 
<laughs> but um, yeah, like oh man, I, I don't know. It was crazy. I know Mike's brother Crystal plays drums and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And what ended up happening to uh, No Exit? <laughs> oh, there was there was major major riff in uh, the oh, uh, the no. camp. Oh no! <laughs> what <laughs> they, happened? Well, the guitarist and the uh, bass player went on to start another group called Finer, which, uh, I mean, I don't think they ever had the, uh, you know, the bus parties and all of that. So, you know, everything just started falling apart, unfortunately. That's terrible. (laughs) It was Mike's dad who owned the bus, right, the bass player. And when you kick out the bass player and the drummer, you know, the connection with the bus is gone. So... Right. You're going to have to make your own fans now, boys. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to start start small, pile everybody in a high Hyundai or something first. <laughs> Work your way up. You don't start have to bust. <laughs> you know, those, that, that in Australia, I don't know whether it's a thing here, but again, going back into yesteryear, you know, getting 15 people into a minibus to a festival or something like that, and everyone was fucking just plastered drunk. So, right. So right. I think so long as the driver was sober, um, the the law enforcement was happy. Now whether that's still a thing, I'm not sure. But that should be the way. So long as the driver's not hammered, yeah, you're good to go. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. They need you in Parliament. Is where they need you. That's. <laughs> let's get that bill. As long as the driver's not drunk, I mean, who gives a fuck what's going on back there? <laughs> It's true. Now we have like, um, like party buses and you know limos, like party limos, limo buses, and people, people, they they have to be separated from the driver, like a, uh, you know, one of the glass things, or like far enough away where they can't do anything to them, and then it seems legal. So, but that is not a double decker, open air on the top bus. <laughs> but like. What are you gonna do? Fucking woo yeah. to the driver? Like fuck yeah. off, you idiot! Like go have yeah. your drink somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so that oh, make man. any sense? That's awesome. So uh, once the guys left to start the group, did you guys the the two remaining? Did you guys form a new a new band? No, not really. Um, I went on to play in another coast band called Years From Now. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we kind of gigged around and think had our first interstate trip, um, nothing too major. Um, and then from there it was, uh, the next band I joined was the Lazies, which was called Lazy Sundays. Oh, wow. Because Matt was singing and he had a bit of a different lineup. So, um, you know, we tried that for a while, but I kind of knew, better musicians I felt so I sort of convinced Matt to play lead guitar he was playing rhythm guitar and then we brought in Willie who was the bass player in the Lazies for like 12 years um and then yeah the rest is uh sort of sort of history there but um we never we never had the double decker bus the Lazies and I think that could have been the <laughs> that could have been the you know the the, the missing piece <laughs> Absolutely. To our success. Hey, there's still time, man. There's still <laughs> no, no. time. Once we get your bill passed that uh, through Trudeau, Trudeau seems like his life's a fucking mess right now. He might just sign off on it. <laughs> you never know. Now's the time. 
That's the time. Yeah, right? man. There's still, they, it's, this doesn't have to be over. You know, this we, we look to the future and get this. I'll sign it. I'll sign whatever I have to. I'm in. I, I love it. How you said Trudeau looks like his life's a bit of a fucking mess. <laughs> well, oh, God. Every Could day you- he's coming out of the house to the podium. He's unshaven. He's, he's He looks like he hasn't slept. There's reports his wife has left him. He's falling apart, man. He'll sign off on this bill for sure. Yeah, fuck it. Let him drink in the box. <laughs> Who cares? A wise woman once told me, she said, Leon, because I said, you know, Blokes take breakups so much harder than women, it seems, you know? And she goes, Leon, when a lady leaves a man, she's had her mind made up for many months before. (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. And the guy's just like, fuck. (laughs) This is out of nowhere. What the hell happened? This is out of nowhere. He just woke up. (laughs) He just woke up and thought, yeah, today I'm leaving the prime minister. This is bullshit. I have to be out there at the podium in three minutes. What the fuck? You couldn't have told me this yesterday. <laughs> he's always late too, and me. Always. That's why uh, he's crying right before. Trying. <laughs> can't believe it. Trying. I can't or believe out of nowhere she fucked me like this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, mate. Nah, you you got to see these things coming. That's that's where men need to get smarter. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention, man. Pay attention. Yeah. This guy didn't have to be out there calming the country down or scaring the shit out of him, depending on the day. Maybe he could have saw what was going on right under his nose. Uh, Anyways. um, So did you, when you guys formed the the Lazies or the Lazy Sundays, I guess, at first. Yeah. uh, Did you guys start doing... um, music and and the focus on the band full time or did you have to have like jobs along the way have you ever had a real oh, yeah. job oh yeah yeah my band laugh at me because i've i've got the greatest resume probably on the face of the earth i've done everything <laughs> I'm give, me, like, give me a couple of the better uh, uh, i was only thinking about this the other day oh you know for a long time i was a dish pig do you, do you call them dish pigs over here Dish Where pig, you, is that like, yeah, like washing the washing, washing the, dishes the dishes at a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, I did that for years, getting paid nothing. Yeah. But the the waitresses were hot, so that was kind of a bonus. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, mate, yeah, no, I was a paper boy. Um, odd jobs, mate, odd jobs. I worked in a fish shop for years, worked in a news agency. Fish fucking, shop? Like selling fish? Yeah, selling fish, filleting fish, fucking anything you need to know with fish, I'm your guy. <laughs> oh, well, it's, you know, South Pacific fish anyway. Um, what else, <laughs> mate? I, I, then I went into construction and, you know, the fucking sloths I had to put up with in that industry, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they just yell at you like you're vermin. Um, <laughs> what were you doing there? Were you were you just kind of the all over all over yeah. the place kind of guy? Yeah, yeah, pretty well. It's hard to earn any respect in the <laughs> trades as a musician because yeah. they they all just think you're a clown, right? You know, you know, dance monkey. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, there was that. What a, oh god, there's oh, so many. When I was a young struggling comedian, I worked for a guy who like re he did like renovations. 
Oh, yeah. And as soon as he found out, I w- which was like day two, that I was a comedian and kind of working here part time, he just looked at me like a complete piece of shit the rest of my time there. <laughs> oh, Every yeah. time he asked me to do something, he was already shaking his head like, I know you're probably going to fuck this up, pussy, but get me this. <laughs> get me that brick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I learned very early on in the trades. You've got to cement your manpower. Otherwise, they'll <laughs> fucking just walk all over you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I worked in the – this is a good story. When I worked in the fish shop, it's probably, you know, I've I've had about 10 years, so they can't try me for this right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, my, you know, this fish shop I used to work at, the nightclub, uh, for some reason the cleaner would come in and clean it at like 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Fucking weird time to clean, yeah. but that's that's when he did it. And uh, I'd be coming home from the club, so I'd fucking take a couple of mates, pull up the garage door and fucking turn on the fryers and <laughs> cook, up, cook up a mad late-night snack, you know, <laughs> soak up the booze and then fucking keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Did the cleaner ever catch you? No, he was there. He was in on it. Oh, he was in on it. Oh, yeah, nice. He 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 didn't know how to start up all the fryers and things like that, you know. Right. The, the pilot light. It's a very intricate process. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You need the fish guy. <laughs> you need the fish, the fucking stonker drunk fish guy. Absolutely. Right? If anyone's going to make wicked food at that time of the morning, it's going to be the, the stupid drunk <laughs> fish guy. <laughs> the stupid drunk fish <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that was that was that was a good time small community you know small communities yeah it's it good do you remember the last job that you the last kind of real job that you had day job right before you were able to do music full-time yeah it was it was in construction just that was sh- it just a shit kicker um how excited I- were you to like what was the day like where you were like i don't need to go here anymore this is fucking amazing what was that like um well to be honest there wasn't one day it just kind of morphed into that but um it's good uh sometimes i like to do the physical work but like i said man i just can't handle fucking you know going to work and there's always such strenuous deadlines and fucking tasks. It's like take a leaf out of the fucking Buddhist book or something for fuck's sake. Do you need, do you need marriage counseling? What's wrong with you? Like, you know, like you're not here at seven 30, uh, it's seven 40. It's not seven 30. It's like, it's 10 fucking minutes, mate. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I like how one of your issues was the tasks. <laughs> you know my biggest problem with work? The work. Yeah. The fa- they want you to work. And there's all, they can all, you could make, you could fucking do a job 100% epic and like you've done your job and they'll always come back and find something wrong with it. Yeah. You know? Oh, this, this stud is just a little bit off fucking level and it's like, yeah, and fucking drywall's going over it. <laughs> We're not fucking sculpting a statue here. Right. <laughs> you 
It's just like, oh, anyway. I, did you ever get fired? Have you ever been fired from a oh, job? Yeah, yeah. I've been fired from plenty of jobs. <laughs> I've told bosses to fuck off more times than I've probably shown up to work. <laughs> you know, I made this I made this deal with myself, Jeff. I said when you say that that time where you didn't have to go back to work or whatever like that, um, I made this deal with myself and it was that I'm never going to work for someone else's dream anymore because for too long I did it and I learned that they're ungrateful cunts anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Oh, there's probably plenty of people out there when they watch this going, I'm such a fucking asshole. This guy. No. I don't think so. Well, maybe, <laughs> but maybe then, a couple, but you know what, man, I had almost the exact same thing happen to me. The last job I really ever had that was a day job was I sold coffee, not oh, yeah. sold it, sorry, delivered coffee. Like I, I would restock coffee machines and every day we'd come in, you'd get your truck, you'd go into the warehouse, you'd load your shit and, and then you'd go for the day. It was the only kind of job I could have because I could be by myself and nobody yeah. really bothering me. That's good. But I remember the owner rarely ever came in. He was this old, really, really rich dude. And one day I come in and a boat is in the warehouse. It's getting to be like the near near uh, the end of summer, like fall. Right. right. There's a boat in the warehouse. And I'm like, it's a really nice boat. I wonder. And I thought maybe we were doing like a giveaway or, you know, something for the staff. Like I thought, you know, that's great. We can all earn a boat. Anyway, just found out. No, that's the owner's boat that he keeps in his warehouse where he keeps all his product. And I just remember every day coming in and looking at that boat, hating what I was doing, hating the, <laughs> the fact that I had to get up and come here. And I was like, dude, I, I do not want to be buying this guy another fucking boat i don't want i don't want to be here so long to see that that boat next year is upgraded to yeah. the better boat and it was because of me yeah. i want a fucking boat yeah. i want the boat you know and it was the last job i ever had and i remember like between the time of thinking that um to maybe a month later maybe six weeks later and i was done and i was mm. and i've never since then, I've never gone back. I do not have a boat. I'll give you that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I completely understand that, man. That's that's mate, the best part. Of, the best part about boats is using other people's, mate, because you don't have to maintain them, upkeep them, pay for them. Fuck that. Just give me a beer. I'll get on your boat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you're saying I should have stayed at that job, befriended the owner, and then I would have got on his boat. Well, no, what I'm saying is you should have lifted up the seat, taken a shit, and then <laughs> let it fester. And, you know, when he takes the boat out, he's like, oh, fuck, what's this? <laughs> it's like doing a top, a top shelfer, mate, you know, when you. <laughs> what is a top shelfer? <laughs> when you take a shit in the area where the water's stored of the toilet. A top in tank, in the tank. A top shelf or a top decker? What do you, what do you want to call it? <laughs> Never heard of that. No. Oh mate, it must no. be Australian, eh? Fuck. Have you done it? Have you done that, mate? As I said, I'm, a, I'm, uh, I'm not a. I hang out with troublemakers. <laughs> 
I like the idea of a top decker, but I'm not going to be the guy squatting. <laughs> This episode of Lease and Learned is sponsored by the Big Fish Steak and Lounge in Sarnia, Ontario. One of my personal favorite restaurants in, in the world. I was gonna say in the country, but no, in the world. They have some of the greatest food I have ever had. Every single time I eat there, I think to myself, it will never get better than what I have just eaten. And the next time I go back, they top it once again. It's that good. If you live in the Sarnia area, make sure you book your reservation for lunch or dinner, or hell, book your reservation for both right now. Do it tonight. What are you gonna cook for dinner tonight probably something awful don't do that head on over to the big fish steak and lounge if you don't live in sarnia i suggest you make a trip down just for the food or if you're going to be in the area stop in and have one of the greatest meals you will ever have have you heard of the reverse kanga no <laughs> The reverse kanga is when you take a shit in reverse. So, so the skid marks are just out of control. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Australia what we call a reverse kanga. Wait, wait, when you say reverse, do you mean sitting facing the tank? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're able to like finally do music full time do you remember were you guys uh was it a tour was it kind of was that kind of the first thing that you guys went on was like sort of a longer tour well to be honest when it all started sort of becoming more about music every day was when we did our record uh tropical hazards so we work with ian from billy talent and um he's the guitarist with the with the hair the hair sometimes it's up there right <laughs> um and anybody that knows ian or his work he's very particular and um you know it's it's a 10 hour day fucking every day of the week you know you might get sunday off <laughs> to go to church but right. um, so yeah so i mean that was that was a good almost year-long process writing recording and everything um so that was that was pretty much only music. And then there was a period there where I went back building decks and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, touring, we were always on the road before COVID as well. Um, yeah, I've, you know, when I say that I've worked other jobs, it's it might be a month or two here and there. Um, but yeah, you know, far out, like the schedule just keeps getting busier and busier. We're just, if COVID can somehow fuck off, then we have, um, we right. have, we have a UK tour and a European tour already um, booked for the end of this year, which is like 30 plus shows, which is a few months overseas. Um, and then obviously I do now the mentoring sort of side of things with my business bandwagon. So if you could call that work, it is work, but I just love it so much, obviously. Um, that keeps me busy as well uh, between writing for my own band or whether it was touring or recording a record or whatever. So it's all music, man. It's crazy. <laughs> you, do you remember the, uh, the, like the first big tour you guys went on first kind of, 
oh, yeah. he- headlining uh, tour. What was that? Well, like? No, it was a support tour in Australia, and it was forty shows. And oh, wow. our drummer quit the night before, and then so we had to get a drummer that I used to teach drums. And the next day we rehearsed the half an hour set or whatever we were allocated for this tour. Excuse us, and then. Um, and then we were on straight down to Melbourne to start this tour. And, mate, it was just a free-for-all, eh? It was 40 shows. It was, it was fucking crazier than the Red Bus. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> nuts. 40 dates around Australia. Um, you know, there were, you, you know, I think this band was selling about 500-plus a night, and it was just wow. crazy. I think people lost wives on that tour and, <laughs> you know, someone's, <laughs> crying in the back room. What's wrong? Oh, she left me. Oh, well, that's because you're a fucking loser on the road who just drinks and fucking rocks. That's it. <laughs> There's no such thing as a normal life. And we're like, is this our future? And we're like, you know, 24, something like that. And now I'm 36. And yep, it was certainly the future. <laughs> wow. Wow. Were, and how were you guys traveling at that time? Were you on a bus or a van? Or? No, we had, um, we had, uh, what did we have then? Uh, I think we had my parents' old Sonata. Bloody, <laughs> bloody good thing it was, except it had leather seats, right? And no air conditioning. And in summer, it was just a fucking sweat box. It was hectic. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, we used to pull a tr- little trailer, um, yeah, pull a little trailer and um, yeah, just sleep on couches and oh, it was it was it was the epitome of a shit show. It was crazy. And if you read any bloody books of bands that have been in the early days, it was exactly that. And um, except we're not famous enough to write a book, so not we just yet. Lived, <laughs> we just lived it. Yeah, <laughs> we traded our cars, me and Matt, once for a van, and the first. First gig we used it on, it fucking just blew up. So, like, I was in the back, and as the crazy kid I was back in the day, I just started fucking kicking out windows. <laughs> I was losing it. And I'm like, fuck off, it's my van. I'll do what I want with it. <laughs> and and our old bass player, Willie, had to, like, fucking restrain me by the neck and just hold me down like a rabid dog. And uh, yeah. that that was the end of that that van. We got one one trip out of it, and we traded our cars in. And we went back to this arsehole who sold it to us, and he was like, "Oh, it's not my problem." And he's like, "Your trade-in cars didn't even have the stereos or CD players in them." And I was like, "Oh, so you wanted them too, you prick?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so crazy. what happened? Uh, what happened after the van? Did you guys have to get a new a new van, or what did you what did you upgrade to? <laughs> upgrade, ah, oh, far out. I I don't know to be honest. Probably one of our cars again, but you know, touring in Australia slowed down a lot in terms of pulling trailers and all of that because, um. I don't know. It was just a, it was a lot of reasons. Like, you know, EDM and DJ started becoming a big thing. So it, we, we, we really grew up in a, in a very hard, it's, it's a hard thing to describe, but there was never really a full-on rock scene or anything. It was always changing. You could never really grab onto anything. 
So I guess really the first time we ever felt that um, security was coming over to Canada because, as we know, there's a great rock scene here. And then furthermore in Europe and places like Germany um, where there's a real scene. So, yeah, I, you know, that was, kind of the, that was kind of it. We kind of did one tour of Australia. I think that was enough too. <laughs> I don't think anyone would want us back after it, man. It was great. I'm telling you, it was nuts. Three bands on the road. Like, we got pulled in the line so many times by the tour manager. Just, like, guys, like, we'd just go in and steal all the headliners' booze. Like, fucking all of it. <laughs> Before they could even get off stage, it'd be all gone every night. Till they had, you know, and it's like, well, just order more. You're the headliner. Fuck. Right. <laughs> you don't think someone has to pay for it at those that age, you know. You're just like, oh, fuck, it's, it's all rainbows. It's all free. You know? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What, what, how much, uh, how much booze are we talking? Like what, what kind oh, of riders would this, would this band have? Who was the band you were opening for? They were called something with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I love band names. Man. <laughs> something with numbers. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was, they, they had it. They had a couple of big songs, uh, back in the early two thousands and, uh, so it was them. I don't know, mate. They'd be fucking, I don't know, a few bottles of whiskey, fucking Jaeger, two cartons of beer. But, you know, as per usual, the clubs never look after the support bands. You're just the vermin. Right. The t- <laughs> right. Twice I've used that word in this. Um, so, yeah, like, I still get the shits about that. You know, some venues you go to, you go, have you got any bottled water? They go, oh, no, we don't have bottled water. I'm like, did you get the fucking contract? Right. And they go, oh, we can give you a couple of jugs. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you know how much a fucking carton of Nestle water is? Three bucks. You fucking lazy asshole. Go buy it. <laughs> Fuck. Is it that hard? <laughs> so, yeah. Mm, could tell my manager loves me, eh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They must love you. <laughs> Do you guys have a, uh, like when you do shows now, do you have a, a rider? Yeah. What's in your we're, rider? We've progressed to the rider now. <laughs> What's that? Uh, we've progressed to the rider. We, we get that. Um, yeah. we're, very, we're very basic. We just like booze and lots of more booze. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck the sandwich platters and all the cold meats and celery sticks. Fuck them off and just pile the fridge full of beer. <laughs> so we'll do, I don't know, we'll do two boxes of beer, a litre of Jaeger, bottle of red. Um, that's that's about it. Maybe some Red Bull to, to you know, spice things up a little. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And that usually lasts us. And I'm dead set. By the time we get there for sound check, by the time we leave, there's never anything left. Ever? Never. Except for panties. <laughs> <laughs> they're not women's panties. They're blokes. <laughs> we get all the dudes hanging around, man. It's bullshit. <laughs> I wish I was in the Motley crew. They're all like, oh, can I have a beer? And I'm like, fuck, where's the chicks at? <laughs> uh. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. What's uh, what's the biggest uh, show or biggest crowd you guys have played so far? Uh, be um, 
hands down Wacken Festival or Wacken, as the Germans <laughs> pronounce it. And um, that's in Germany near Hamburg. And we played to probably 20,000. And um, wow, uh, it was so full on, man. Like, you know, the crowd really showed up for us. And um, I don't think I've ever been involved in anything so um, incredible, really. And do you know, fun fact, they have a five kilometre beer pipeline that goes into that farm or wherever they host the festival. And it, it, it travels 5Ks underground to wherever they get the beer from. <laughs> wow. And, and the beer is so cold and it's like German proficiency. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, so if you ever go to a festival and you get a warm Molson, just fucking peg it at them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to peg it at them and then I'm going to go take a top shelfer in the nearest <laughs> toilet. And a reverse Kanga. <laughs> Don't ever serve me a warm fucking beer again. And a warm <laughs> Molson at that. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like uh, uh, playing to 20,000 people? Like when, when you're up there looking out at that, I mean, that just must look like a, a sea of, of yeah. people. What was yeah. that like? A sea of psychos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, it's really good, but uh, I don't know. You don't really remember a lot because you're sort of so focused. Yeah. And you're, you're in this zone. It's, it's very difficult to understand to understand or describe i mean you're a performer you'd you'd know you're kind of in that zone so it's it's yeah it's difficult to say oh like it's, it's not like you're standing at the lookout fucking looking over you know mount kosciuszko or whatever looking down over the beautiful snowy ra ranges right. this is wonderful it's like you're at work you're fucking you know yeah yeah um and were you guys the uh uh, like on last, were you the headliners of the show? No, no, not even close. We were um, <laughs> not even close. I've never been involved in something so orchestrated and just huge. It's like a whole, it's dude, it's like it's got its own hospital. It's got its own, um, um, like uh, imagine like Freshco's and shit like that, you know, the big concrete fucking stores. They, yeah. erect, they erect those, man. There's like, uh, I think they do like over 400,000 people in four days or five days. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's it's like Tent City, like it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they have major headliners. We were, we were just on the side stage, but the beauty about it was is that, um, you know, people had to make an effort to come to our stage, and before we played, it was rather empty. And then, you know, when we took to the stage, it was, it was completely full. So people had made... Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, an effort to come and see us. So that was really good. That's awesome. So were you guys on early in the early in the day or was it like in the evening? Well, I think we were on at six o'clock, maybe something like that at night. And so then do you, slot. yeah. Do you just do the show and immediately get out or did you have, did you get to like enjoy the rest of the festival? Yeah, this one, this one, we got to enjoy it. Um, and, uh, I went to, I'd made some friends over the time that I'd been going to Germany, went back to their tent, which was like four Ks away. <laughs> right. And actually did get lost um, before our bus call. It's like navigating fucking, I don't know, a, a big area. So, right. Yeah. Right. 
and when so now when you guys uh when you guys travel now do you do you have a bus um it depends it depends what sort of run we're doing right. and it also depends yeah like on your schedule so yes sometimes we do and then sometimes we use splitter vans and stay in hotels which i kind of like a little bit better anyway because the drives kind of do suck a bit more because you can't lie down but you get you get like a, a clean hotel every night, right? Right. Whereas when you're in a bus, it it just like imagine a dirty pair of socks, man. That's what the whole <laughs> capsule ends up like. Right. A dirty pair of socks. Right. <laughs> you know, and you can hear everyone snore. Like I have TJ, our bass player, we share a room. He's very, very clean and he, he's a quiet sleeper, even though I'm probably not. He doesn't get raging stonking either like I do. So I just come, <laughs> I just come home to snore my ass off, and he's probably hates me, but I love him. And um, <laughs> but you know, that's one guy in a bus. You have like fucking ten guys, like all in the same vicinity, and all you've got's a little curtain. So it's kind of like yuck. Like it's yeah. It seems like this whole like prestigious thing to have this beautiful bus and whatnot, you know, cruising down the highway, but really it's just a bus full of stinky fucks right. and, <laughs> you know, with a curtain between them and having a pull or, you know, whatever. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, I, I like hotels. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's very fair, man. <laughs> um can you give me uh, I mean, you must have so many road stories, but can you give me sort of a memorable, crazy fucking night that uh, it was just like, I, I can't even believe what's just happened here. Fuck. Um, oh, dude, off the top of my head. Oh, there's so many, man. I, I mean, I just, I just, I just, like, yeah, one a good one that didn't happen to me was um, like I think our video guy pretty well got like kidnapped and, ha- and <laughs> over a fucking phone charger. I was like, why don't you just buy one at the fucking convenience store? I think he went to some rando's house in Europe and then had to fucking scale out the window like Spider Man because this guy was like, oh, it was hectic, and that but. He jumped out of the fucking van at a, at a red light. My dad was on the road with us at the time. And literally the next day we were going from point A to point B to point C, point D, picking up every band member, depending on where they fucking passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's pretty tame. But if I got into some really fucking dirty ones, it's just, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. We'll save that for a beer together. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. I'm in. I'm in for that. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've ever seen a fan do, like in the audience? Have you ever seen uh, like crazy mosh pits or, or anything yeah, like that? Crazy mosh pits, all that. Um, a real memorable one there is in Hamburg. We played a place called the Molotov, um, which is a. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's called Molotov or Molotov, or I don't know. But um, a lot of bands get their start there. And so we played it and it was, yeah, it was sold out, which was amazing. And this fucking guy's in a kilt. So obviously the big question is, are you legit there, pal? Got the old bloody spuds underneath there. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I get him up on stage and he just fucking, you, right? Throws his kilt in the air. He's fucking flashing the crowd. And then the guy just decides to crowd surf. So he's ass and he's, his spuds are flying everywhere. Shit. <laughs> that was a good one. I like that. That was like, because <laughs> if you wore a kilt and you had underwear on under it, I'd be disappointed. I'd be like, mate, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's unscottish like. It absolutely <laughs> is. It's, it's about the only time that somebody can not wear underwear and you'd be disappointed. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? Get, get those off. <laughs> can't wear that if you're going to be yeah. putting shit underneath. That's crazy. Exactly. Um, there was a, a point in, in Europe where now they don't just crowd surf. They 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 pair up. One lies on their fucking back or their stomach on the crowd, and they're like doing that. And then one guy just decides it's a good idea to stand on top of the body, and so he's kind of like surfing the body. Oh, what? Yeah. And there'll be like four of them at, at one time all going on. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I've never really seen the whole split the crowd because I don't feel concussions are fucking something I want to encourage. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've always liked when they're like fucking spread, like the fucking metal bands. And then they just run at each other like a medieval battle. Yeah. And it's the survival of the fittest. Yeah, it's so fucking crazy, man. I've seen videos of that. It's oh, like, what fuck. What the hell is wrong with these Mate, people? if I'm not fighting for fucking land titles, there's no way I'm doing that. <laughs> Just for fun? <laughs> fuck that. And they paid money. They yeah. paid to go there and fucking yeah. do that. Come out with a smashed up face. Your whole fucking weekend's ruined. You can't see the headliner. Whoa, that was a smart idea, wasn't it? <laughs> That's crazy. In the first aid tent, hanging out with all the spazos of taking too many drugs, you know. <laughs> yeah. I always wonder how they get there, right? Far out. I know everyone's different, but, you know, when I take drugs, it's a fucking good time. I'm not ending up in the St. John's tent. That doesn't sound fun. No, <laughs> no that's never it Sounds good. like they need more drugs, to be honest. Quick, have a bump of this. You'll be great. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. You should be, after your set, from now on, whenever you do a festival, whenever you've done your set, you should go work in the St. John's ambulance tent. <laughs> Just You should be giving people bumps or whatever. Here, take, take this. Get the fuck back there. No <laughs> need for the party you to know, stop. You go in the St. John's ambulance tent. They're all fucking spazzed out. And you're like, have you ever heard of cocaine? <laughs> They're like, oh, no. Well, I tell you, if you have some, you'll be fucking on your way. <laughs> Who the hell is that guy? <laughs> Dr. Harrison is yeah. here now. <laughs> the Harrison's in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you ever uh, heard of cocaine? That's, <laughs> oh, shit, man. Uh, well, dude, this this has been so much fun, man. I yeah. I I there's I'd love to have you on again because I feel like we just barely have scratched the surface here. But this has been so great. Um, I'd love to come back on, man. Yeah, man. This I've I've learned a lot too. This was a real learning experience top for me. Sofa, top decker, fucking yeah. reverse kanga. 
cocaine oh. in the St. John's ambulance tent. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you need a, a good a good fish fry, trust oh, the yeah. fish the drunk fish guy in the middle of the night. <laughs> the drunk angle. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh fuck, I love it. But yeah, uh, yeah man. I'll come back so, on, mate. I got more stories. I'll think of something next time. Yeah, absolutely. I would yeah. love to, man, because this has been great. Uh, if uh, if people want to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, right. Uh, well, you got the Lazies, which is my band. Um, on Instagram, that's just at the Lazies because we don't need you know at Lazies one two three anything like that. Fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah. It's just at the Lazies. <laughs> You got, um, you got there first and got the name. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah Not so got, lazy. You're the, you're got, the opposite of, of the name. That's yeah. great. Um, and uh, I, I'm uh, also doing, obviously, the bandwagon mentorships. Now people watch this. They're probably like, this guy teaches people. Fuck. <laughs> Hey, buddy. Hey, for anybody out there, I've just learned more in this last hour than I've probably learned my whole life. So, True. yes, he is a teacher. <laughs> you learn a lot. I don't know about the music part, but I've certainly learned a lot of life lessons here. I want photo evidence of your top decker. Um, okay, yeah. well, you're going to get it. Check check me out at, um, what is it, Bandwagon Workshops, which, uh, yeah, it's a uh, mentorship program just uh, – sort of, you know, encouraging people to sort of, you know, challenge themselves and uh, test test their uh, abilities in, in their crafts, you know. We want to workshop songs and, and give advice. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a great idea and a terrific thing you're doing for the young musicians and especially like entertainment as a whole. I know from comedy, we, we've talked a little bit about that before where it's just mm -hmm. it's tough to navigate and you don't really know you know what you're doing and in your case like it can be tough to get that the songwriting stuff going so yeah, yeah I, I think it's awesome what what you've done there with that man thanks man i appreciate that yeah yeah and that's that's where you can find me and i'm always you know i'm on facebook leon harrison i'm always on there but fucking creating shit like my latest one just been dating apps <laughs> and i quit them all because they're just a waste of time oh my god they're a fucking waste of time but um it's hilarious I love it. Here, I'll leave you with this one. Please. I'll leave you. I'll leave you with this one. <laughs> this girl on there, she goes. Uh, she goes. I'm just horrible at cooking rice. I've got a pressure cooker. I've, you know, I've done everything I can. Blah blah blah. Um, but I just can't cook rice. And I wrote to her, "Have you ever read the instructions?" <laughs> no reply. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> thanks oh. for having me. Hey, thank you for being here, man. And remember, if you are having trouble cooking rice, read the fucking instructions. Read the fu it's fucking two cups of fucking water, one cup of rice. Once it's boiled, you just put it on a simmer, 20 minutes, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> oh, there you go. Real easy. Real fucking easy. <laughs> Real fucking easy. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you again, man. I uh, I really appreciate this. No worries, Jeff. I love you, mate, and we'll talk soon.